Podcast. This is your man, Khalif Adams. I'm chilling. I'm your host. I'm rocking with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man drinking the best bourbon in Chicago. It is Stubby Stan, Cicero Holmes. How you doing, sir? I am doing well. Episode 275. We are in the building. What? Uh, yo, what it's mad windy outside, too, yo. Is it? Yeah. Is it still the polar vortex? No, so it warmed the, up. The, the it was Midwest? like 40 degrees outside and everybody was happy. And that was this oh. this afternoon. And then I came out from, from work and like, yo, the flags. So like, the you know, we've got flagpoles at my job and they're, yeah. they, uh, they're patriotic and then corporate focused uh, at the corner of happy and healthy. Uh, and the flags were just going straight. It was like they were frozen <laughs> in place. That's how hard the wind was blowing. <laughs> and it had it like misted and rained a little. And... All the rain immediately turned into ice. Um, but two days ago, two days ago, it was uh, ice apocalypse. So like there were like there was like a half an inch of just ice everywhere. It's like slushy ice. Oh my God. No. Yeah. I uh, mean, I love this area. Why that am I? Madness. Why am I here? The, men, the I, we know why you're here because you're 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 our friend. <laughs> you're our friend. You're our brother. <laughs> My other brother from another mother. The man rocking the dopest Kango with the fuzzy background. It is that man, Sharif Jackson. SharifJackson.com. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. This is the first show in a while. No shoveling. Uh, I do oh concur God. with the ice storm. It definitely hit Milwaukee pretty bad. Um, and the wind today. So I opened my car door. And I thought either my door was going to fly off or my car was turning into like a transformer. Like the door was going <laughs> to fly forward and like move in. And maybe I found Bumblebee or something yes. like that. Cause yeah, yes. the wind is crazy. Matter of fact, I hope it's not coming through on the mic. Cause I can hear it right now. Like outside. Oh, yeah. Like it is. Oh yeah. It is crazy. I mean, the Hawk is out for real. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I think we should do a show. Don't ever do that again. That scared the shit out of me. I think we need to do a show all outside at some point. We would just record from our respective places of living. And then it would just be like, you will be frozen and shit. Reef will be outside, uh, taking Leia outside, walking the dog, freezing. And I'll, and I'll be in uh, Portland where we had a 0.5 dropping of snow and the whole city shut down, which is a whole other conversation. It is reasonable. You but guys, I'm starting to feel really bad because it was like 60-something and sunny and perfectly clear today uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, oh, my Sorry. God. It's madness. It is madness. Yeah. <laughs> it is madness. I yes. uh, want to give a big shout-out to everybody who came and rocked with us last week. Ryan McCaffrey was on with us. He was hanging out. And he had a wonderful, wonderful time with us. We had a wonderful time with him. Yes. But this week, we get to bring on the super dopeness from Tinsley PR, the head of Tinsley PR, we're rocking with Stephanie Tinsley Fitzwilliam. What up, Steph? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm ready to burn down my career on the show starting right now. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's time. Okay, so if we're going to start off burying the bodies and getting everything <laughs> just blown up in one shot. So tell me everything you know about every new console that's coming out. Let me know about all the scandals that you've ever talked about or heard about at an industry party. Um, all the stuff that, let me think, what other, what other things can you burn your career down with? Uh, uh, just, <laughs> I mean, it's, this is why I don't do a lot of podcasts. And as we were talking before we went live, because there is, it's like a landmine, like it's like a land, like a landmine field, like a minefield, just like. 
the dance I have to do. Did you ever see um, Oceans, like one of the Oceans movies where the guy yeah. has to like do the dance through the laser field? Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. To, yeah. yeah. That's me every time I'm being recorded or like doing a podcast or anything. I'm like, okay, what's the thing I can't talk about next? Just because we operate just we just operate in the future and right, right. so yeah. like i my head is usually like six to 18 months down the road oh um, really wow that yeah so wow. yeah. yeah you usually know so, quite quite a ways down the road what's coming and things shift like of course like sure. it's video games like nothing ever launches yeah. on time but um yeah, so it, there's there is a lot that that you kind of have to be like, oh, new consoles. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, that makes that makes me feel and makes us feel super special. The fact that you're here with us tonight. Because well, thank you. Is, no, is... thank you for having me. I know we were talking about this almost for like a year since we sat down at GDC last year. So yeah, yeah we yeah. Finally, we we just came in under the twelve month gun. So I'm, I'm glad that we uh, I'm glad that we were able to make it happen. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, you saw the future because you're 12 months ahead. You saw that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which also kind of speaks to, like, how much I, like, just don't have my shit together at all. That it took this long for me to be like, wait, yes, we should do this. So, yeah. No, I'm busy, psyched. But I'm you're psyched super busy. Yeah. You're super busy. It's like I understand when I bug you for stuff that you have literal piles of shit everywhere that's you're trying to figure out and how to manage and move around and manipulate to get everything straight so that you and your folks that you're working with can get their stuff out and make it make it dope so it's like i knew when we had that discussion that that uh, about you coming on i was like we'll make it happen but i know yeah. there's definitely going to be like <laughs> stuff that you have to like work through first before it gets done but well first of all you're never bothering me ever you guys are oh, never bothering oh. me like when you hit me for codes oh. when you hit me for like interviews or, or podcast guests it's it's that's literally my job and my job's pretty cool so um i'm pretty psyched to be able to to like see you guys in my inbox and be like yes that's an email <laughs> i'm gonna say yes to <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. that's, amazing. So, that's amazing so uh steph why video games oh my gosh um i would say now well why not video games um sure. but i'm gonna be totally honest with you this was not a career choice for me i fell okay. huh. literally ass backwards into working nice. in video games and now i'm just completely unqualified to do anything else in my career so i mean so yeah so i mean you know video games woo um no but it's i mean i am so fortunate and i'm so lucky to be able to do what i do and to work with the people that i work with and that sounds like so dumb and cliche and like so pr but um but it's true i mean i get to work with some really don't i mean don't get me wrong. Like, there's also complete assholes that I work with. And can I say? Can I even say that? Can I like? Is this like a totally. PG? No, 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 no. Not any fucking more. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's just no way I'm gonna make it through this without being like fuck at some point. I was, so I'm I was about to bring, I was about to bring this show to Karen Pence's school. <laughs> To play during the art class, and you fucked it up, Steph. I was gonna say if you didn't curse, I was like, "Are you now. sick?" Okay. Right? I was, like, um, I was like, "Are you well? You didn't curse." What happened? I know. Um, no, but but for real, like I I I mean, years and years and years ago, I um, I I honestly like it was a, a my you know I didn't have a job essentially. I had I had graduated from from college, and um, I sort of worked in like high tech 
PR for like storage backend server networking like who like I'm boring myself um uh, that's, and um, that's what I do <laughs> is it but like but if you right. know but like you yeah, know what right. you're doing like if you right. like you're not doing PR for that when like no. <laughs> you're in your early 20s and like you're like I don't know what I'm talking about and I don't know this technology and I don't right. understand you know and like everybody was like funded to like just it was you know pre bubble burst in the early 2000s yeah. and man I was just it just it was just boring yeah. and I was like yes. I don't know what I'm doing and um and so uh, so I just quit, like, you know, like you can nice. do in your twenties, you can just be like, right. YOLO, I'll figure something out. Right. Um, and, uh, I didn't have a job and, um, I had a degree in PR and I had experience in PR and I knew the fundamentals and the basics. And so a friend's friends, brothers, sisters, boyfriends, best friend, uh, had a buddy who had an animation studio that was doing trailers, um, for, uh, they were doing a trailer for a game called dark watch. Which I don't know if you had the original X, uh, the original Xbox. It was sort of like the mm-hmm. last. It was like Sammy Studios, Sega Studios before oh, Sammy sure, was Sega. Sure. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So this right. was High Moon. This was High Moon way back in the day. And I don't know if you guys have ever worked with Milad Sadat, um, but yeah. uh, he was running um, PR for High Moon, and um, these guys were doing the animation for this big trailer that was coming out for it, and. And it was, um, you know, this animation studio is called Brain Zoo Studios, and and they're still they still sort of they still do it today, and they're they're amazing, and and I, and I love those guys over there, but they were looking for some just sort of like B to B PR, like business to business PR, like can you get us into animation magazines? Can you get us into like, you know, film magazines like that that type of like exposure? And um, I was like, yeah, I could do, I could do that. My eyes closed totally, and that was how I started working in video games that gave me enough experience where I kept working with them and we had such a great relationship um, that I sort of just kept doing like freelancey stuff. And then um, I caught on uh, about, I think it's just, just not too much further down the road with um, the company. It's a small agency. This is back in the day where like you had like bloggers, like the blogger sphere (laughs) and like, you know, the, the blog media, um, uh-huh. And then, then, then you had like the the real media, which was like all the print magazines and stuff, and they all kind of looked down their noses at the blogs. And um, the agency that was handling the PR agency that was handling PR for Microsoft Game Studios was handling all of the online PR, while Edelman <laughs> did the real PR. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so I launched. So I caught. I got a job with them, and I was just kind of like working on a very small team, a handful of people. And uh, we launched the Xbox 360. Nice. So, huh? Small. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, no, no. Um. <laughs> little startup <laughs> called Microsoft. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was it was really cool. Um, and I was like, wow, I can't believe. And I hadn't played video games since the I think the super like the original Nintendo. My aunt had a Super wow. Nintendo, and so I used to kind of played on that. But I was like right. a jock, like in high school. Like I like, and then when I wasn't being a jock, I was like being a theater nerd. Um, nice. And then I was just yes. like trying to be really gay after that. So, nice. um, <laughs> so yeah. So I I sort of miss like this, you know, the 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 Dreamcast and the the. Right original playstation generation right. and i didn't i didn't really come back into gaming until the 360 so there's like, right. like everyone that like freaks out about like certain old school stuff i'm like yeah 
And then, like, I have to go, like, Google it. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, fake gamer. Right. But I am a yeah. fake gamer. I'll admit it. Yeah. I'm a fake gamer. Straight up. That's like, okay. I'm I'm really good at my job, and I'm really good at the, sure. you know, the business element and understanding the industry, but, like, I don't get a chance to play video games, like, mm. at all. And when I game for fun, I, like, I want, like, a single-player RPG, like, give me Fallout, give me, like... Not seventy six because it's multiplayer and I suck at video games. So like, give me just like a like a single player RPG. Give me Dragon Age. Give me like, sure. you know, mm. Fallout Four, GTA, whatever. Like, I'll play that and just I'll play that for two hundred hours. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I think the cool thing about you know being in that three sixty team though is that you you know you had a fresh perspective and you didn't like probably rely on, hey, did you like this? You have to like this. Right. Like you actually had to you know, make a case for it based on the actual like credentials and power and yeah. like all that stuff instead of saying like, Hey, you, you, you like Xbox, here's a 360, you know? So right. like, I bet that like, that was a real asset, um, you, you know, to that team for sure. It definitely was fun and fresh and interesting and something that I never thought I'd be doing in my career. Like I didn't even know you could make a career in video games at that point. Sure. And um, and that was awesome. And, and then the people were awesome. Um, I was working with people that I still know today in the industry way back then, way back then. Hello, fellow kids. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it's, it's been cool. And, and then, like I said, you know, I just, I kept doing it. And then eventually that agency, um, the, it sort of kind of started to fall apart because as the internet matured, um, and the media matured, Edelman, kind of was looking at sort of, you know, the, the, the second tier blogs, the blogosphere and was like, Hey, wait, we're going to, we're going to do that. Cause that's the future of media. And they're the agency of record. I, or they were, I don't know anymore. Uh, and, um, and so we, uh, we eventually lost that business as an agency. And after that, um, kind of caught on with like a couple of much smaller publishers but the the sort of juice had run out and the interest had run out. And my boss at the time was like, I'm going to go produce movies. And so the agency sort of just sort of like fell apart and closed. And this was like around the mid 2000s. And I was sort of last man standing. And I was the lead on a lot of these games that we were on. We were working on um, Atari. And um, I was working with Stardock at the time. And some sound companies and some, you know, just, just real little um, littler, littler publishers, or, or not littler publishers, but like littler B two B companies, and um, and since I was last man standing, I just sort of picked up where they left off with right. and and became an independent contractor, and here I and I haven't had to have a job since. Nice, nice. And that, nice. So that was like fourteen nice. years ago. Right. Not to wow. date myself, but yeah. yeah so. Um, I've had that same job ever since then. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so you, uh, you were talking about during the, that Xbox doing, you know, launching the, launching that console. And, and you also talked about the internet maturing. How different was PR back oh, then? Because, yeah. you know, there was no, there was no social media, right? Like, right. So like you kind of take for granted <laughs> That there, you know, that we, you know, you throw out a YouTube video, you, you shout out some blasts on Instagram and Twitter and PR happens, magic, boom. Right. And like, that wasn't even, even though that's a fallacy, 
that wasn't even an option in in 2005. What was it like? Tell it me a story, cr- Grandma. <laughs> well, kids, gather round. The- yeah. Um, man, it was awesome. And that seems like, I mean, it seems like a lifetime ago because yeah. so much has changed since then. I mean, I'd like to sit here and say, well, as soon as we got in direct touch with our consumers, everything became so much more harmonious. And now we're in sync and it's just total synchronicity with our audience base and everyone's happy. And this is the utopia of games. No, it's fucking so not like that. Oh my God. Everyone hates everything. Yes. Yes. Uh Um, If you were pissed off about something in 2005 and you were, like, a gamer, you had to, like, write a letter to EGM (laughs) Magazine or Game Informer or GamePro or, like, what was it, Games for Windows or whatever. Yeah, Games for Windows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the Wayback Machine now. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to compose your thoughts and, you know... Bioware, I think you should do this. Jade Empire was crap, and here's why. And it would be like a seven-page letter. Now it's like Mm -hmm. an organized boycott campaign on Twitter. Um, But that's... I don't want to focus on the negative, because the positive part is that you do get to cultivate your communities. And there are toxic communities, but there are, in the same way that gaming has always brought people together that still happens um on both a micro scale and a macro scale and i think that that's really really cool um that's the first thing that impressed me about games and it wasn't even like as an outsider like as a total poser coming in and like learning the industry um the first thing I noticed, we were working with NVIDIA. So on the hardware side, like you want to talk about like Mm. hardcore fanboys, the NVIDIA guys one time got in a fight, like an actual fist fight with, with the AT back then it was ATI. ATI. There was a bar fight (laughs) over like a girl in at Leipzig in Germany, I think. And like, if you Google this, like I think maybe something will come up. Um, But we were working with them at the time and, and, we were uh we would do like reports of just sort of like hey new hardware came out or like a new patch came out like what's what's everyone saying on the forums and we would just kind of like go in and be like oh yeah everyone's there's no big problems or like if there was like a major you know catastrophe in terms of like a bug we would be like oh shit you guys like you're breaking rigs like you you know fix it (laughs) um so it was really more just like taking the temperature of just sort of what people were saying but it wasn't this crazy like nefarious campaign of spying on fans like it's just information gathering and it was um i mean this is way long time ago but the thing that i learned first about games and the gaming community and especially the pc gaming community um which is sort of where i um spent a lot of the early part of my career was learning about the pc gaming community Mm -hmm. um was the connection that they had and their love for like tweaking hardware and yeah. you know benchmarking and heat sinks and all that you know double SLI and like overclocking and and all this just tech stuff that I never thought about ever in my life right. brought tens of thousands of people together to just yeah. talk about it 
And that was so endearing to me. And it was so emotional. Like, it's so emotional for me to think about now because it's like, oh, nostalgia when I was learning about the industry. But it was the first example I had of like a community, a disparate community, because none of these guys were, and I say guys, because, you know, at the time it's primarily dudes on these forum boards, but, um, it was, it was cool. It was awesome. And it sort of opened up this whole world to me where I was like, oh my God, it's this whole community of like-minded individuals coming together to like do a thing. And it was impressive. And, um, but it was a lot, um, it was a lot quieter in terms of the, um, the sort of negativity, I think the direct negativity. So, so that's kind of a bummer, but, um, but yeah, so that's anyway, that's, I mean, it's, it, it has changed a lot and it's even in the small time that we've been in this, in the space, it's changed a bunch too. Right. Where it's been like, we've seen this very kind of distinct, um, difference between that, that kind of initial blogosphere website fan fan site kind of movement to, more of a podcaster kind of influencer uh, uh, streamer aspect mm-hmm. of it. How, how has that kind of been kind of navigating these new waters in that space where now, you know, the, the, the layers that you had to go through before, you know, I went to E3 in 2015, mm-hmm. 2015 and I had my fake ass Kaja Inc <laughs> card and got in, 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 in E3 in there, I think but I it's like now, that. like, <laughs> Yo, I, I, I think I. Oh, I have I have a story. The, the story about how we met. That's a whole other thing. We got to talk about oh, that no. at some point. Okay. But it was it was it was fantastic. Um. But like that thing has hold that thing has changed a lot as well. What's it been to kind of navigate the new waters where you know in, uh, influencers and streamers are now becoming the new almost kind of more in the space press than actual like print ever was or even you know bigger the bigger names places. Yeah. So. <sighs> We so I've been working with streamers. I would say I started working with YouTubers because this was pre Twitch, or maybe it was before I knew Twitch very well, um, or right around the time it really started taking off. But I want to say like when, whenever we did um, the Mech Warrior Online beta, which was like 2012 ish. <laughs> maybe um we were working with youtubers and seeing the crazy results from them broadcasting a game specifically angry joe and total biscuit yeah we did um joe was one of the first people that i saw do um sort of broadcasting about games and that dude is funny and Mm -hmm. i was like what is this crazy man on youtube he is hysterical (laughs) like like and subscribe right and um and i reached out to him and i was like i i love your shit dude and would you do you do you do sponsored you know would you do a sponsored video like and and it was and he was like yeah um and and even back then having never you know influencer agencies didn't exist it was like mm-hmm. we didn't want you know it was a beta we were just trying to get the word out that this game was coming back after so long of not having a mech warrior game right. and so we worked with him and 
he was, you know, he's like, okay, I got to tell everyone it's a sponsored beta. I have to put, you know, it was, this is before the FTC got involved and it was yeah. like a hashtag ad, yeah. but it, everything was on the up and up. He was like, he straight up told everybody like, look, these guys are paying me to play their game. I wouldn't right. pay their, play their game if I didn't like their game to begin with. Right. This is a sponsored thing, but we're going to have a good time. And I mean, he just, he was so funny and he was so good and so engaging and introduced that game to so many people that we saw, and and it was so effective that instantly after the first twenty minutes, we saw the little the little download ticker, you know, on the, yeah. the client like start to go, and I was like, oh my god, like measurable results in real time. It was incredible, yeah. and it was so impressive because you can't measure that with reviews, and you can't measure that right. with you know, like a Twitter campaign or, sure. you know, a trailer being released. It's all sort of cumulative, right? Um, yeah. So that sort of instant real-time feedback was instantly intriguing to me. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's very much not what my core function as a PR person is. Now you have, like, entire agencies that will, like, do that. And they have staff dedicated to that, but it's almost wow. to the point where there's so many streamers and there's you know so many yet less YouTubers now because YouTube kind of like shit the bed with like everybody as far as treating their content creators like they were valuable. Right. Um, yeah. um, if anyone's from YouTube's listening, like fix it. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> make it make it go again. Um, but yeah, like so I just it's it's just totally different from what I do in that I don't want to like handle contracts and money and it's and it's yeah. cuz it's it's more like a brand manager thing, right? Like it's more of like an sure. ad that's more of an ad buy, really. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and you can't do that with with press and this is <laughs> here we go. Um right. <laughs> you cannot buy reviews. You can't. It, and just because, like, I can't believe, like I said earlier, I can't believe in 2019 we're still having this fucking conversation. I have never purchased a review. Trust me. Lies. If you're listening to this <laughs> and you're watching this, I'm the person that would buy the review. It's me. I wish I could buy reviews. If I could do it, I would fucking do it. Okay? I would do it. It would be me. No shame. No shame in it. It doesn't fucking happen. Like, if I could get eights all day long on IGN, do you think I'd work 50 hours a fucking week? Like, no. I would be like, here's your money. I'm going to go lay by the pool for the rest of the week. Like, it's just not... Like, I just... You just work 50 hours a week to to uh, fool everybody. It's all it's all a charade. It's all yes, that is oh, your facade fuck. right there. Man. Yeah, oh, yeah. And listen man. and listen. Um, Ryan Ryan McCaffrey was on last week. I love Ryan and, so much. And, I didn't know that. And, now I'm gonna have to go back and see. I'm gonna have to watch last week's episode. So so yeah. he he was talking about the the YouTubers that are paid by mm-hmm. you. Um, to yeah. you know, <laughs> to to go out and 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 play these games. Um, yeah. So like, how how as you've watched the industry kind of pop up, like your portion of the industry, the PR side, where it 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 you know it morphed from uh, print print PR to yeah. online PR to now there's PR and you know just for influencers. 
how granular do you can you predict since you already operate 18 months into the future how granular are we going to get with uh how niche and specific the the little slices are going to be within the industry that's such an interesting question and such an interesting topic because as we get into the next 18 months you have different consoles that are going to be coming out allegedly maybe yeah maybe possibly I don't know anything. CDI coming back. Yes, right. Coming back. The Neo Geo twenty twenty. Oh my god. Um please. Uh it's so two things pop into mind immediately when I when I kind of think about that topic. And I think, you know, you're gonna have new technology, right? And streaming's not going away. It's just mm. Twitch is absolutely taking over the world. And you know, I bow to my PR overlord Chase over at at Twitch, who does who does PR for them. Um, Shout out to Chase. Chase is good. People. Yeah, Chase is really good people. Um, but you also have you have more games coming out than ever in every single sure. genre. Yes. But you also have more gamers, and I hate that word. Like you also mm. have more people playing video games. Sure. More people engaging in interactive entertainment. I try to avoid the word gamer whenever I can because, you know, it's just, it's entertainment, you know? It's entertainment right. that you get to be involved in. And yeah. you don't you don't hear, like, movie people being like, I'm a movier. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm a filmer. <laughs> I'm a right. fucking filmer, dude. Right. Film game. I'm taking that. Like, you know, I'm TMing that right not, now. Yeah. I'm like, a popcorner. I'm more of a popcorner <laughs> myself, actually. So. Fake. You're a fake filmer. You're a fake filmer. So yes. you have all these things sort of coalescing in the future. And, you know, in 2005, when the 360 was coming out, I did an interview with my alma mater because I was one, I'm one of the rare people that, like, got my degree in something and then like did that Use thing right. yeah <laughs> um like everyone's like i was an english major and now i sell typewriters um so i did an interview with my alma mater and from what i could see in the industry trends and this is not you know, this was not shared with me. I mean, like I was like a peon on the Microsoft team, right? Like we were like the right. ag- we were like the bastard agency for like the <laughs> shitty bloggers and the you know fan sites and stuff. And um, and I I kind of saw you know because so the the 360 came out, but the PlayStation 3 had been announced but didn't launch right. Right. Uh, that same mm. that same E3. And I think the PlayStation came out. A year later, or six months yeah, later. Yeah, it was a year. So we announced the 360. After. We showed the 360. We showed games, Call of Duty Two, um, right. and then it launched. It actually officially went on sale like that October, November. I don't know. It was a really long time ago, but <laughs> I noticed that like now broadband and online connectivity was a thing. Um, even though MMOs were very much still relegated to like PC gamers, which was dying, by the way, it was dying, right. you guys, mm-hmm. forever. It was dying. PC gaming's yes. dead. Yes. Fuck yes. off. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, so I noticed that like there was a trend toward 
being the sort of the do everything console and even though the technology wasn't there yet like if you were connected to the internet and you were connected to your tv and netflix was you still get a you still got a disc in the mail for netflix and you could mm-hmm. put that disc in your 360 and you could use it as a dvd player there seemed to be some sort of you know this is like going back 2005 right like yeah, these sure. consoles are trying to take over your living room oh, like there's definitely a trend of being like you know, and then I think for the Xbox One, the Microsoft tagline, and this was like long after I stopped being a part of that team, the, the taglines was uh, the all-in-one yes. co- entertainment console or like something like that. Like, And it was so very much like I had kind of talked about in 2005, just looking at sort of the bigger picture of what these devices could eventually do. And... Um, technology but technology just moves so slowly you know like i'm still waiting for video games to be like in the movie what is it um with joaquin phoenix where he's like in love with his phone or like some bullshit where oh yeah that her, video game oh, her, yeah yeah her, her or yeah. she or some shit yeah. um i'm scarlett that, that, johansson yeah oh she's so, yeah she's so <laughs> wonderful but the video game that he plays in that movie where it yes. sort of like comes out. Yes. When my yes. when Microsoft did that, like hollow what was it called? The hollow lens Hol- or hollow Yeah. Yeah. Hollow yeah, soft yeah. or whatever. I yeah, if there's anyone from my like if Aubrey Norris is listening to this right now, she's probably just being like, Oh my fucking God. Tinsley, will you get your shit together? Like the messaging is XYZ. Um But uh that I'm like I still like that's what I want. Like I want that like yeah. fully digitally immersive thing you know that's just that just works like you never saw Mm -hmm. in that movie like you never like if that movie was real at all like he would have booted that up and there would have been a 23 minute fucking patch that had to download and then he would have had to like update his driver and then like adobe would have done something that like broke everything so like it was just so like like i want that like utopian digital future where like everything just like magically works like you see in every sci-fi movie and it's just it's we're so far away like vr is like the clunkiest shit ever and it's so cool but man everyone just looks like such a dick with that thing on their face right yeah so yeah like well if everyone's wearing one you there won't be anyone around to notice that you're you look like a dick so yeah yeah, that fair. that is the goal, right? That's yeah. the goal. But like, I don't want that thing. I just want it right. all. Like, I want right. it all to be around me. So that's that's the future I want to live in. And then yeah. uh, and then of course all the video games have to be gay. Yeah, that's the other all future right. that I want to live in. <laughs> Super in case, gay. In case any of those people are watching that are like, get your politics out of my games. Fuck you. Oh, well, <laughs> if if they want their politics out of their games and they're listening to this show, holy shit, something went wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah that, that is pretty nuts um yeah so i'm 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 curious to hear like pr to me sounds like w- one of the most amazingly stressful things that anybody <laughs> could do because i feel like you're like responsible for channeling all these different messages i would imagine from all the way up to the corporate level of these companies to the managers to all that stuff and things are constantly changing. I feel like that we mostly hear about the PR like disasters, you know, like uh, 
like I've been you know, I've been involved in a few of those. Yeah, like a Red <laughs> Ring of Death or like yeah. Microsoft trying to explain what the Xbox One is or Nintendo trying to explain what the Wii U was. You know, oh, that so was, that, that, well, they're still trying to explain that. Actually. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah, I exactly. still don't know what the Wii U is, uh, and oh, I'm not fucking around. Don't. Like, I'm not trying to be funny. Like, I legitimately still do not know what the no, Wii U. I, I don't know how it works. Don't. It was like a steering wheel, but it was a console, <laughs> and I don't. I feel, like, I feel where like was the, the screen? The, like, I'm not even sure what I'm talking yeah, about. It, it like, was it, it was a bananas console <laughs> that was kind of launched with like with no kind of clue as that. But yeah. I'm just really curious, like, how do you how do you manage all these different personalities that are probably maybe even contradicting each other? I mean, that's what we saw with the Xbox one. You had like one sure. one one executive saying, oh, like, I'm not sure if like you can rent games and another one saying <laughs> something else. So as like a PR person, how do you like, you know, try to get a consistent message out of like this mass of different people in a company? liquor (laughs) (laughs) like you always hear like the pr people are like the pr people are always like if you need me i'll be the by the bar or like (laughs) we're all in love with alcohol like no like across the board like we all drink a lot and Mm -hmm. you're right when you say it's it's a stressful job but i mean i there are numbers to back that up like every year like um some job site or like LinkedIn or like some like ad week or like marketing week or like whatever, like some magazine, like some business focused magazine comes out with some list that's like top stressful jobs that you can have. And it's always like PR is always in the top five. Like it's always like, (laughs) you know, um, air traffic uh, controller, totally like air traffic controller, like commercial, like commercial pilot, um, heart surgeon, public re- public relations executive. It's it's always in there. It's always in the top. It's like like mailroom, like postal worker. You know, PR person. Um, and the reason Donald for that, Trump's you kinda, toupee man. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Donald Trump stylist. Right. That's got to be up there now. Like that's got that's its own category. Like or like his doctor. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he's getting paid, so it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, um, so, but you, you kind of nailed it when you were talking about like the disparate groups of like, it, you're, you're trying to essentially the core hurdle of, of public relations in general. And, or it, you know, whether that's internal media relations, community relations, mm-hmm. streamer relations, you know, events, whatever. Um, the core hurdle is that you're, you're trying to manage the perception of other people and right. not just other people, but wide demographics. Sure. And that is essentially trying to control the uncontrollable. Right. Um, mm. and we're not, you know, like I'm not this like wizard that's, you know, pulling a bunch of strings and being like, now you say this and you say this. Like, if my job was that easy, it'd be so great. But, like, how how often do you see, just like you were saying with the, with the Xbox thing, and I didn't pay that close of attention to that launch. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I knew there was some 
things that were said here and there that were contradictory. But when you have so many layers and so many people that are responsible for different elements of something that surrounds that little box, they may not know, like, they may not know the answer to a question about, like, can you buy games on the store? Like, you may be talking Mm. to someone whose focus is completely different. And part of the job of the PR person is to make sure that they're prepared to answer a question that they don't know the answer to. Right. And the the way you, the way you do that is it's really simple because, because a lot of people, um, when you are, when you get on camera or when you sit down with a reporter who's recording every word, um, depending on the outlet, you a lot of people get really nervous especially if they haven't done it a lot or if they're under a lot of pressure or if it's not the thing that they want to be doing because they have to do 72 other things that day um Mm -hmm. one of the best things that i can do as a pr person is just to make sure that someone understands that it's okay to say i don't know in an interview it's okay to say i don't have that information or that's not my role that's not my focus here are the things i can talk about but i don't know i don't have the information you're looking for but but stephanie right behind me given you know giving you the the evil eye right now can tell you (laughs) who to talk to like you know and it's and i've had to kind of you know and it's because once you try to and this is like you know it's it's all really simple stuff but it's like you don't know what you don't know And Mm. the natural human instinct, especially if you're a person in a position of authority, the natural human instinct is to be like, oh, well, this widget, you know, X, Y, Z. And, you you know, you don't, (laughs) you you think that there's an expectation for you to, like, have every single bit of information at your fingertips. And if you watch a lot of politicians like if you watch um, a lot of po- political debates, um, yeah. they're really good at deflecting answers, and they're really mm-hmm. good at answering something without saying anything, because that's the role of the politician. If I'm media training someone and I'm, you know, basically saying, "This is what we're talking about with this particular person. This is what they want to write about," they may ask you other questions. And it's okay to say you don't know the answer to that. Like, you don't want to ever ask an artist. And and part of this is, like, a journalist, you know, a journalist should know, like, the artist isn't going to understand fuck all right. about the programming, you know? Unless, right, you, right, right. unless you're Rami, then you can talk about, right, like, right. everything. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can do the marketing breakdown while giving right. a GDC presentation, while live streaming, while programming your Shout next game. Rami. Yeah, no, totally. Shout guys, out to Rami. Yeah. Talk about wizards. Like, that Rami. guy is, like, he can do everything. <laughs> I hate him. Um, Just kidding. I I don't at all. Um, But that's part of it. Like, so when you see people, or when you see like confused messaging out there, it is part of the PR team to say, you know, you have to get your house in order. You have to say, these are the people that will talk to you know outwardly about whatever it is that you're talking about, and this is what we're saying. um, You know, because for video game campaign, you don't want to just spill everything all at once. You know, you it's right. called marketing. You want to mm-hmm. keep the you want to keep people interested and keep giving them new information because as a fan, like as a fan of like films and um you know, uh 
even you know i'm like more of a fan of like marketing campaigns at this point but like which is like a dumb thing to say i realize but it's kind of my job so i'm like nerd it's like i'm like a nerd about it i'm super interested um i like seeing how things sort of roll out as far as information campaigns and when they're done really well it's cool like it's 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 really interesting to see how to see certain things that fans of a, of a certain property will like grab onto something. And I think that, I think that that's been most evident for me rolling out mech warrior stuff in my career, because the mm. mech warrior fan base is like a super committed demographic. And yeah. there's certain things they're looking for in a mech warrior game and being able to sort of, we're like, so right now we're, we're, we're still, we're, you know, we're pre launch of mech warrior five mercenaries. And when that was announced, and that's a little bit of a different thing because the fans don't necessarily want to wait for every single little detail to decide if they're interested mm-hmm. in it. Um, right. But being able to show them the things that you're talking about at, a, at announce, being able to show them the, you know, hey, look, we said we were going to do this and now we're doing this. It's really cool to see them react to that and see them like get even more hype and more on board for it. So it's really rewarding in that sense, but it is very difficult. I was going to say, before we shift gears a little bit, um, I'm going to ask a selfish question oh, for myself, for myself and for myself. And, and we have a lot of we have a lot of uh, influencers and we have a lot of uh, you know folks who are into the streaming game and industry folks who listen to the show. And, and they come to us and ask, you know, what are you guys doing that we could possibly be doing to kind of get better at, you know, meeting with folks from PR and getting together with folks in the industry who are doing that stuff when we want to be to make content as well. One of the things that I've always wanted to ask someone in PR and be like, Hey, what are the, what are the conversations that you all have? And, you know, when you're in those spaces together about um, expectations for content after you've gotten that code or you've gotten that, that space to talk to, uh, you know, someone from the PR for a specific game that you want to cover, like in those conversations, is there like an unwritten kind of like rule about this thing is dropping this day, you should be putting out content around this time? Or is there is there a part here that uh, we are going to focus on? And, and, you know, our content plans are this, like, is there a conversation or like an unwritten rule that's there for folks that, you know, you're all talking about? Or is it just like, if we give you access, just put the stuff out? Um, really interesting question. And yeah. I think there's not a very, there's not one answer to it. It's not a simple answer. Um, it depends. Every single team is different. Every single publisher is different. Every single, um, the, every single expectation and objective is going to be different from game to game. What I do for, say, like Devolver Digital, um, when I'm working with like, co-carnage or like you know eat my diction or like gassy mexican or like angry joe or you know one of those guys is going to be totally different than what someone at ea is doing and it's going to be you know it's going to be totally different from what because they're going to have different expectations for how they're engaging those people or like um what they want from them yeah so it depends on of, and it and it also depends like is this the final code or is it a beta code or is this early access 
are you getting not early access like Steam, but like are you getting the game before launch? Are you getting the game at right. launch? Um, mm. Is oh. there money being exchanged? Um, all of that is totally different. There's so many variables. So I could mm. give you an example. Um, like right now, we had some preview keys go out for a game that's coming up called Ape Out from Devolver Digital, which is that's so dope. <laughs> I think. Oh, give it so dope. I mean, I'm the PR person, but so take this with a grain of salt. But like, I think this is the best game Devolver's ever done. I Holy think, shit! Holy yeah, shit! Like, that so is fucking good. Wow. So good. Yeah, I'm I haven't not, played a bad game from Devolver. Seriously, I don't want to. I don't yeah. like to play favorites among developers. But like, this game is. I mean the the dynamic jazz soundtrack combined with like this hyper violent, mm-hmm. um, like I don't even ha- I don't even know how you would describe the art style to someone that just like it's just like you have to see it like this retro modern art style that's very simple in its design it's mm-hmm. you know top down very simple in its design but it's so elegant and it's so like when you play it it's just so tight like you you just every time you grab someone and smash them against the wall and it's just like the jazz just it's just fucking Mm -hmm. amazing first time i saw it i was like this is like the saddest game i've ever seen because i'm like (laughs) such an animal lover i'm like that poor gorilla he just escaped from this lab and like he's really mad and he's scared and so he's killing all these people but like you just fuck shit up in that game as that gorilla and it's amazing um so we had some preview keys and we had some, um, you know, it was, you know, we didn't want to just like throw out 500 keys to just anyone that signed up on our like thing or whatever. It's like, I don't like automation, uh, like, key, yeah. like, like nothing about a, a key generating platform makes sense to me from a PR perspective. Like it just mm. doesn't like, I don't want to send 700 ape out keys and be like, cool. Can some of you play this? Maybe. Um, I want to mm. ask like 20 people who I've worked with over the years that I know do really good content and have influence over their fan base. Like, mm. like the difference between like PewDiePie, for example, who has umpteen million subscribers and is more of like an entertainer. Right. He could play a game and maybe not sell, and he'll sell a certain percentage because of the people that do watch him and they'll go, oh, well, yeah, I'll buy that game. But then you've got someone like like Northern Lion who plays a game mm. and does like a whole series of the game because he plays a certain kind of game. Like if you have a roguelike and Ryan's not playing your game, like what are you doing? Get Ryan to play your game. Right. You'll see like um, a huge percentage of his fan base, a bigger percentage of his of his much smaller fan base, like when you compare him to PewDiePie, he has more influence and he has more um He's more of like um, an authority figure on a certain genre, or he just has that relationship with the audience that's just a little, it's just different. And that's fine. Like, they're both very successful and like good for them. And I'm not comparing them in a judgmental way. It's just sort of like, who do I want to give ape out keys to? Like, I want to reach out to, so like, I, you know, I reached out to like 20 people, and, and it's a really busy time. What I didn't know when we were mm-hmm. um, sending out ape out keys was a, uh, you know, everyone was fucking playing Apex Legends. 
Yeah. So everyone was like, I don't really have time right now, but they couldn't tell me why. Right. Mm. So I got like, you know, we got like a handful of people to be interested because they had seen it at PAX or they had gotten our press release or our trailer or whatever, or they were just the, you know, the person on my list that I have a good enough relationship with where they're like, oh, you're sending me something and oh, it's from Devolver. Yeah, of course I'll play that. So you have to kind of know who those people are and you, you know, so, so that's, so that's just kind of like one example of how we would interact with them. And those were limited keys. Like, I think it's like we had the like build on for like six days or, or whatever. Like it was a limited time. So we were like, you guys, Hey, if you could play it in this time frame, great. We didn't pay them. Like there was, you know, we don't, you know, again, like I've tried to get away from paying people. I just, it's such a pain in the ass to deal with contracts right. and everything yeah. else on top of what we do. So that's just one example of sort of how we did it with Ape Out. We didn't want to go wide. We just wanted a few people to like kind of get it out there. And, and a lot of that is, um, is, is, and, and could be, um, sort of testing the waters to see like how fans <coughs> react and things like that. And that's, you know, it's a large part of why people go to PAX because you get a large, flow of people coming through and playing your game it's super awesome feedback for indie developers to say oh this really worked this really didn't work um in terms of the qa almost but um it's also just such an enormous marketing vehicle so it just depends like i know that's like such a shitty answer but like there's no (laughs) one size fits all no 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 i I I gave a lot of clarity to a lot of folks yeah, I, th- I think that's a good answer. And from the other side, um, do you have any tips or suggestions for people that might, you know, maybe they're just starting to test their, like, influence or, or like, they're not, like, a big name. Is there any suggestion as to when they should start to reach out to PR folks or, like, should they kind of wait until their fan base gets big enough that a PR agent would reach out to them? you know and some general that's, tips as yeah to how to handle that interaction as well so that's another really great question that again won't have a simple answer um but <laughs> i need a one-word answer right, right. <laughs> um if you needed if you needed a number um twenty five thousand is a great number there you go. There you um twenty five thousand like is a great number but there's always exceptions to the rule always <laughs> and I will tell you that if we have a small game, like a niche game that like um, is like maybe like a, a sim where like mm-hmm. if it's like a, I don't know, like a like a like PC building simulator is a perfect example right. of that. This is a simulation yeah. Yeah. where you build a PC so you can play the PC building simulator on the yeah. PC you built in PC it. building yeah. simulator. <laughs> Inception. <laughs> um <laughs> It was, maybe this is not the best example because that shit super blew up and they sold like just a ton of copies in early access. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) Um, But like, okay, say like you have like a train simulator, right? Those are super popular. Or like a flight simulator that's not fucking from Microsoft. Um, Or like a skateboarding sim or like, I don't know. Um, You have a niche game, right? And Mm -hmm. I may relax the threshold of who will send keys to. So like if you're someone, so there's this kid, um, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck this up. So I'm going to actually open it up and, and get his name. Um, 
it's there's this kid that I recognize. Hold on. Oh my god. Oh my he god. Hold on. That you used no worries. To know. Hold on. I want to yeah. shout him out if he's listening. Um, I think it's JP JP Slasher or JPC Slasher. Fuck. All right, I'm not gonna be able to find it. He was this. He's not the biggest um content creator, but. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. When he started, and when he reached out to me initially, and this is years and years and years ago, and I still work with him, like, I'll still send him codes, even though he's not mm. the biggest guy. Like, we have an established relationship, and he's sort of just, like, really been awesome to work with. And even though he doesn't have 4 million subscribers, like, I'll always probably send him a code if I have codes, just because he's rad and yeah. he's awesome. But right. um, he specifically started out doing horror games. And that's mm. sort of, like... A, a, a genre of game that everyone's interested in and there are only a few dedicated I only play horror games on YouTube right. or I only play horror games on Twitch or like the guys who only write about horror games like rely on horror mm. or bloody disgusting or dread central or any of those guys I want to know those guys because they have an audience that could be a lot smaller than like IGN or GameSpot, but their right. audience is going to be directly interested yeah. in my horror game, right? Yeah. So when it comes to influencers, if you are the sim guy, like if you like, or girl, if you like simulation right. games, if you only play, um, like, I can't say, like, shooters, because, like, fucking everyone only plays shooters. But, like, strategy <laughs> is another really good, sure. like, strategy. Right. Like, if you're, like, the yeah. 4X strategy Rx, guy, right. or, like, exactly. if you're the RTS girl, um, and you only have, like, 7,000 subs or followers, or um, maybe even five, or maybe even two, and your content is consistent, and your content is good. Like, I don't want someone, like, we get a lot of people that are, like, I review games on Tumblr in really short reviews and I have 3,700 people that read my Tumblr. Like, I'm like, great, good for you. You're not getting a code because your three-line review and then your screenshot of my box art isn't going to fucking sell this game to whoever reads it. Thank you. Move along. Um, But the person that, like, is really interested not necessarily trying to grow their channel but interested in the content that they're showing i think that that's the that's a key like you have to have good content before you do anything else right so if you can show me that and i will go look or someone from my team will go look at your channel like and please don't fucking send pr people an email (laughs) that says nothing but hey can i try your game x Thanks. With no other information, like maybe what your name is, your URL to your fucking channel that you want. Like, oh my god, because I will read. I read every single email I get in the day. Like, I don't leave the office until every email has been checked and filed. Right. Right. And if you send me a request, I will go look at your channel. And if I can't find your channel, I'm gonna just delete your email. Like, I'm not even gonna reply to you at this point because. Don't make yeah. me work harder than I have to than I have to work. Right. So yeah. those things seem like really simple things where an an average person that has any semblance of a professional job would know to do. 
Yeah. Mm. But I'm dealing with like maybe like teenagers or young people who have never been sure. in the professional work environment who don't know that yet. And it's it's not because they're being jerks. It's just they don't know. They don't know. Right. So those are some things that that will help a lot. But so if you specialize, that goes a long way. But I also huh. understand that that may grow your channel a lot more slowly. I don't, mm. I've never tried to be a streamer or put content on YouTube. I just sort of eventually will burn my career down by tweeting the wrong thing one day. I know that day is coming. <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet. I thought the porn thing was going to do it. Like I thought like the Agents of Mayhem Pornhub partnership thing that we did was going to just be the end of my career and magically it wasn't so. i mean it sounds it sounds like that would have tracked yeah yeah tweeting Pornhub links i thought would do it but no. they are getting they're getting into gaming no. super i don't want to say hard because that would be terrible uh, but they're like, you did it you did it yeah, but they're, <laughs> but they're, turning into that but kind of podcast. Yeah. But, right. but they're but they're but they're like really like having like interesting inroads into this into that totally space. right totally and and, and good for them because if you know like if I have if I have like a AAA you know game that I want to get just a shit ton of eyeballs on, why am I not buying ads on Pornhub? That's where yeah. millions of eyeballs are a day. I would yep. work with them yep. if they the yeah. triple triple A title and a triple X site. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. steal that yeah. from you. Yeah, no, but the the Agents of Mayhem thing was like super relevant because there was a sex tape in the game, and yeah. one of the missions is that you had to go get right. the sex tape because a uh, Hollywood like got blood was being blackmailed by this girl, and and so it was right. like a mission. And so we released the sex tape on Pornhub, and then Pornhub <laughs> issued the press release and a tweet that was written as as if it was coming from inside the game, like from the agents. Nice. It was so good. Nice. Yeah. It was so it was, good. That was awesome. fun. Yeah, that was fun. That was, that was awesome. a good time. That was all Will so, Powers, by the way. If, if, uh, oh, that was, Will? Shout out that to all Will, Will Powers. Powers. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Will yeah. Powers. Yeah. Will is so on fucking yeah. on point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Steph, what what if anything have you learned from PR people outside of the games industry, and um, mm. how do they converse with you? Do you guys converse in the same language, and do they look at you differently because of video games? And 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 how has that changed? Yeah, there's a lot of shit there. Dang. Yeah. We're getting deep. Well, there's a lot of... I have a lot of problems with PR people to begin with. I I think that I've been fortunate enough in my career um, to have done things my own way. And that way is not to be that person that's like... Hey, I mean, I can be that person. I have sure. been that person for certain clients in the past. Right. But, right. like, you guys get my emails. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yo, dudes, what up? Here's what's <laughs> right. coming down the pipeline. Yeah. You know, yep. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's not like, hello. Like, could you ever imagine, like, getting, a, getting like, an email from me that's like, hello, car, could you like to... 
I really enjoyed being on your podcast the other evening. I I hope we get the chance to like fuck that. No, like that's I, not I me. I would definitely like, send you a DM, be like, "Yo, what's going on, Steph? Someone you stole, stole your keyboard. Someone stole your keyboard. Yo, like, let me know if I need to fly over where you're at. We can hang out and we can figure this out. I know. So, um, so I I just feel like in 1985 maybe that worked really well. But mm, in sure. 2019, consumers are super savvy, and the attention span is so much shorter than it was 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Right. Like, thanks, right. Twitter. Um, right. Thanks, Snapchat. <laughs> you know, like, everything's like, now, 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 right? So I think you have to be timely and relevant and, and just very straightforward if you're going to do this job well and I think a lot and I saw I was having some this conversation with some people on on Twitter today going back to the like the paid reviews thing because you have a lot of just idiots out there that like in like the gadget tech and like gizmo tech and you know the people at CES that do the PR for the hairbrush with fucking bluetooth in it like right. <laughs> like what Good job on your career. <laughs> but, like, also, like, I'm sitting here being like, ooh, this fucking hairbrush with Bluetooth. But, like, USA Today wrote an article about it, so maybe I'm the asshole. I'm not sure. Right. Um, so, um, that person's probably listening, being like, I fucking hate you. Um, <laughs> whoever they were. Right. Um, so, I have, so I just, I feel like there's, there's just a lot of things that I don't want for my career personally, and um, I'm fortunate enough to not have bit, had had to do a lot of those things where it's you know sure. where you're you're sort of like that person that's just blindly spamming the CES list about your mm. Tama your new Tamagotchi, you know, right. like you you guys have seen a million bad pitches, right? Like you've seen oh, yes. the people that like you probably get pitches for people that are like. You know, this My Little Pony doll has Bluetooth. Do you want to talk about it on Spawn on Me? And you guys are probably like, right. What? They're no. like, totally <laughs> not. Like, these people just don't. They don't take the time to research what they're doing. It's just sort of like right. they're just like spam bots and they're just like yeah. throwing shit out there to see what sticks. And like, it's just so ineffective. And that's why I hate automated key mailer shit. Like, mm, it just. Right. I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. I don't. That's just not. Ah. So, and then on the other side of it, like, you look at, like, Hollywood, like, publicity. Like, I just look down my nose at, like, Hollywood publicists because the – because I – and I've done it for, like, a minute. I worked for this gigantic asshole for, like, six months, and I got to do some really cool stuff, but it was, like, in Hollywood, and I hated it. And those people are sleazy – and slimy, and they lie through their teeth. I mean, you guys mm. hear stories about, like, you know, video game PR people being liars or whatever, but, like, go spend five minutes in Hollywood and then come talk to me <laughs> about what a liar I am. You know, like, I it's unbelievable. Um, so... Yeah. So wait. So what was the rest of your question? There was four questions in your oh, question. Well, yeah. There was. There were, yeah. So the, those questions. Those questions revolved around notes. whether revolved around um, how you synergize with other PR people. I, I you know purposely threw that in there for you. Well, we all talk um, shit about all of you. 
consistently. So you know, we have secret dark room meetings. Right. Um, No, I will say there is actually (laughs) there is. Everyone's like, "That's so funny," but no, there is. But Um, (laughs) so no, there's not. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Yeah, there is. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, um, so we do talk to each other. Though that's the thing. Like if you're if you're a if you're if you're a jerk and you're pulling nonsense, I don't want to talk about like maybe recent nonsense that may have happened as recently as yesterday nonsense. But if you're pulling like nonsense, first of all, everyone's gonna see it, and everyone's gonna go, ooh. I don't want my clients talking to those people because Mm -hmm. that sucked. Um, But also we talk to each other because um, in the same way that I suspect you guys talk about us on the media side and the same way that I suspect, um, you know, the journalists talk about publishers and games and PR people and who you work with on, on our side. um, Mm -hmm. We do, we do you know, we do communicate with each other because it's camaraderie, you know. Number yeah. one, we're all friends, um, yep. except for the bad people, the people that are really bad at the PR. <laughs> we're not. We don't talk to them. We don't. <laughs> we don't bother with them. But um, you know, for the most part, it's it's a really small industry. That's what a lot of fans, I think, yeah. don't understand is that for as much money as this industry makes, and as many games come out every year, this is a really small industry, yeah. and mm-hmm. word gets around, and your reputation does matter. And I I would think that that's true in in any business, but unfortunately, there's um, some businesses that are bigger than others. But when it comes to like yeah. publisher relations and PR and mm-hmm. media, that is an even smaller circle in an already very small industry. Yeah. So the fortunate thing though is that um, over the years. I, I think I've had conflict with like maybe like 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 relationship ending conflict with mm. like two people, and yeah. and okay. by and large like the ratio is is so much more favorable to enjoying the people that I work with like Ryan McCaffrey like you know you said he was on the show last week like I love Ryan I talk to Ryan like probably once a week I'm consistently begging Ryan for stuff um, and he's very patient with me. And, um, and he, he, you know, even when he says no, it's like, it's cool. Cause he says, no, he doesn't like, he's right. never like, stop bothering me with your fucking bullshit. Like he always yeah. says like, I just can't do it for like whatever reason. Cause I have 500 other Stephanie's in line asking me for stuff. Um, right. but, uh, but I'm fortunate to be able to work with guys like him, like Evan Lati at PC gamer, mm. Um, um, Brett Makadonsky at, at Destructoid and just like the list goes like on and on and on like Hayden at PC mm-hmm. World like all these guys are just they've been around forever we have a great working relationship and I think that that's made easier by the fact that they're just fucking cool like we're just yeah. we're cool yeah. with each other and yeah. when we can't do something when I have to say no to them when they have to say no to me it's done respectfully it's done tactfully and there's a mutual understanding of why they're not going to get what they want or why I'm not going to get what I want. And I think that that helps things go a long way when it comes to the end goal, which is getting fans interesting, useful information. That's the whole point right. of all of this, to right. get fans 
the the information that we think they want about the games that we think they want to buy. That's mm. at the core of everything. That's it. Like you right. communicate about your products. Do you want to buy this? Hopefully you do. But my yeah. games, you should buy all of my games. All of them. <laughs> yes. If yes. you're listening all to this, time. just find out who we represent, shoot me an email, right. and then just like go buy them all. That'd be great. Value add right here. <laughs> yeah. So I so I have good news and bad news. Uh-oh. We are already out of time for this part of the show. But we're going to stick around off Twitch and record a little bit more if you're down, Steph. And we'll put that stuff yeah, up I'm on, down. Pa- on Patreon. I'm down. Totally. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. So before we let you go off of this part of the show, I want to say, again, thank you so, so much yeah. for rocking thank with you. us tonight. Uh, every yeah, time, I, I swear every time I get an email from you, it brings me <laughs> fucking joy. I, no bullshit. Yes. Like you are like, I'll tell this quick part of the story. Uh, Paris Lily from Gamer Tag Radio. Big, big you up to me. Um, early on when I was like, yo, Paris, please, man, nobody likes us, man. Can you please tell us how do we kind of get people on our side and like let people know that we're doing some stuff? And he was like, hit up Steph. She's good people. If you get in good with Steph, you are golden. Oh, that's amazing. And and seriously, no bullshit. You have been such a help to us to to help us grow what we're doing in this space. Thank you. you, Yeah, you you guys are awesome. You continue to make this space so, so much better. So, oh, thank right. you. And I shout out to you. Paris because he's he's amazing. And everyone over at Gamer Tag Radio is like awesome. Danny's yeah. freaking great. I've known Danny yes. for, I mean, you want to talk about like people I've known since the Microsoft days? Yeah, I've known, right. da- I've known Danny since the Microsoft days. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously, seriously, seriously. So before we get up out of here, see, give everybody social media business real fast. Social media business is as follows. Social media on Twitter. Spawn on me is the name. If you want our uh, personal bios, check the bios. You can get our personal information right there. I've had a little too much bourbon. Thank you so much Twitch, for joining Twitch.tv us. Twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. Patreon.com slash Spawn on Me, where you can listen to the rest of this episode. And all of our extra content, like uh, the amazing Spawn on Me After Dark, as little as a dollar a month will get you all that extra access. So make sure you check it out. Uh, and the podcast is available on Tuesdays on your favorite podcatcher. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. And, of course, subscribe and tell your friends. Word, word, word. Thank you again to listen to listening. Damn, I, I didn't even have any fucking yeah, bourbon. See, you got the, you had, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I've been talking all day. Goddamn, I've been in meetings. Get it oh. together. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening this week and every week. We have some cool stuff coming up as well in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you're checking out our stuff here. Steph, do you have any other social media stuff that you want to share with folks if they want to get in touch with you? Agent Tinsley. Is my uh, is my handle and uh, my email's in my bio on Twitter. So um, I'm always happy to talk shop. I'm always happy to answer some questions. If you're um, if you're a streamer just starting out, like we may not be able to toss you codes, but we would love to just be in touch and and kind of check out your stuff and you know be in touch with us because as you grow your channel, you know we. We, we want to know who you are. We want to know what you're doing. We want to know what you're saying. So don't 
don't ever feel bad about reaching out. Just make sure to be a little bit mindful and at least, at least send me the YouTube URL or the Twitch URL, <laughs> uh, you know, of, of the, of the channel that you're trying to like promote. Um, and I've, you know, and I've been known, and if you are playing one of the games that, you know, we, we represent, like if it's a Devolver game or a Dottie game or a Deep Silver game or, or whatever, um, I've been known to just sort of like pop into Twitch and just drop keys in random streams. So um, yeah. definitely shout me out if you're if you're streaming one of our games that has just launched, and and you know maybe maybe we can hook that up. So don't be shy. Is what I'm what I'm trying to say. Word awesome. word more word. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday with more goodness from the Spawnaby Podcast. And for now, we say peace. Next Thursday. Tuesday going out, but Thursday on yeah, the show. Tuesday you, for the, people yeah. know Jesus yeah. Christ. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Have a, have a good night, everybody. Peace. <laughs>